Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning to the state of Texas. Good morning to the United States of America. And of course, we have to say good morning to the world. After all, we have listeners all over the world. Well, you know, today I think our brother Jack Van Beber is flying solo. Good morning, Jack. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Egberto. Well, that's great. Really that, that, is, that is great I to know. Really go ahead. No, go ahead, Jack. I was I was really glad to see that uh, Panama Supreme Court uh, stood up to the uh, miners out there yes. with that open yes. mining. I was yes. really, you know, it just shows that their Supreme Court works for the people, not like yes. ours. You know, our Supreme Court is co-opted by corporate money, you know, and, you know, big conservative donors, you know, judicial decision making is skewed to the corporate interest, not the people. Thank you, Citizens United, and the other decisions that gave corporations those rights. Man, you know, one of America's problems right now is a stacked Supreme Court. Yes, yes, yes. Let me tell you, Jack, uh, over the last several months, it has been what we call in Panama, huelga and all of that. We were in, in the streets continuously. You don't hear it. You didn't hear about it here. Because these are the kinds of news stories that our mainstream media don't like to carry because it would incite Americans to do the same hopefully. in areas that we need to do. go ahead. I said, hopefully, <laughs> I know, hopefully. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what's your word of the morning, my dear brother? Well, that was kind of it. You know, I read your, your newsletter this morning. And that's the one that stood out to me. You know, and, you know, the one about, you know, Mrs. Bash and saying that uh, even she knows that a vote for Biden will be a vote for democracy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that Cassidy and, you know, Cassidy is no progressive. Cassidy is a real, real, real conservative and not only that, a right wing conservative. So. That tells you something there. But anyway, Jack, we are honored this Thursday once again to have the one and only Houston and national activist, Neil Aquino. Good morning, Neil Aquino. How art thou doing, sir? I'm doing well, Egberto. Global listeners, local listeners, and 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 thank you for, for having me on again. Always a privilege. Thank you. Well, you know, I mean, we have elections that are going on here, and it's it's great. Last night, in fact, there was one of these great meetings that, um, you know, I guess the Chronicle uh, reported, so I guess it's okay to talk about that internal uh, Democratic meeting. So what are your thoughts on, on that meeting? So you know, last night, the right, it's all public. It's, it's, it's well, tell the us about it then, you know. The yeah. Resolutions Committee of the Harris County Democratic Party, which consists of volunteers. So if you read the Jen Rice story in the Chronicle this morning, um, so the, the upshot was by an 11 to 9 margin, the Resolutions Committee of the Harris County Democratic Party moved forward admonishment of censure of Kim Og for her hassling of, of Lena, for her actions within the party, antithetical to the party. And 
Kim Og in the Chronicle says, um, committee insiders do not represent the Democratic voters of Harris County. A few partisan extremists will never subvert the rights of voters in the upcoming primary. And it's, it's, she says partisan, but it was a Democratic Party meeting. She was at it. Um, she attends Democratic Party functions. So the, you, you see the misleading behavior beginning uh, right off. They were not extremists. They were party rank and file. I can bet of, of the 11 folks who voted to admonish her, you, you can bet that was a Hillary crowd over a Bernie crowd going back a few years. Those were not. Well, you know, what, what's interesting, Neil, is, yeah, Neil, the, tr- the, the fact that if, if here's the funny thing about that story in the Chronicle, right? And I haven't read it. I'm just paraphrasing what you had to say. But if, if she told the Chronicle, it was a partisan crowd. Right. That pretty much means that she doesn't accept herself as a Democrat. Think about it. A right. Democratic meeting is by definition a partisan meeting. It's a, it's a Democratic. Says, Go ahead. Meeting. And she said a few partisan extremists will never subvert the rights of voters in the upcoming primary. And I think it's important to say that. She wasn't, no one was removing her from the ballot. That was never part of discussion. She likens Democratic regular rank and file volunteers. And then, Bertie, you know, these are people who give thousands of hours free to the party over the course of a lifetime. And to liken them to people, her allies, like Dan Patrick, um, who do want to subvert the vote. So somehow she's comfortable with the Republicans, but she's not comfortable with Democratic rank and file volunteers, they're the extremists, and, and I think that is that is what has to come out because in in that meeting, uh, according to the person who ran that meeting, that meeting was five times as large right. as that meeting has ever been. I want folks right. to understand this. There was a resolutions committee Democratic meeting last night. The attendance of that meeting, when I went on to the Zoom and I saw the attendance of that meeting, I almost went like, really? Are you kidding me? Right. Uh, Let me just tell you, it was five times, according to the chairman of that meeting, what normally shows up to that meeting. That's not partisan extremist. And let me tell you, when you listen to everybody who spoke, and by the way, Neil, like you were, I attended the entire meeting. Right. When yeah, you we listen to people of all strides, the meeting was uncertain. All, it was amazing because there were very few uh, former chief of uh, police, Bradford, uh, another person that works in her office, mm-hmm. another person that threatened Latinos. Uh, uh, I don't know if you if you heard that one, but there was one particular person in the thing that pretty much threatened Latinos, you know, and I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. Are you seriously doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, threatening with what's going to happen to the Latino vote. And it was great because the chairman responded with, oh, wow. If that activates that, that the community, great. The more people voting, the better, which is what we believe. And the chairman, the chairman of the meeting makes the point. The chairman of the meeting, Chuck Cruz is a volunteer. Not only is he a volunteer, he ran um, a hardworking campaign against the odious Briscoe Kane in 2022. Mm-hmm. 
these were the these were the people, and I don't care if they're ideologically to the left. That that'd be that'd be great. Um, but these were just a cross section of the party. That's that's just these are just active rank and file. And and we to think that an elected official in our own party feels it's appropriate to speak that way about rank and file volunteers. So this moves on now to a party steering committee. Their meeting is December 2nd. And then if it gets through there, and I don't I don't know the dynamics of that committee, then it goes to, I believe, the December the I believe the December 9th scheduled CEC meeting. I that, that date keeps coming to my mind, although that's election day. I don't I don't know. Right. I don't I don't I don't remember what the date is, but the fact of the matter is it has to go to the steering committee. And you can bet that after uh, she saw that she had probably just 10 percent support in that very large room. And that was a very that was a very large percentage of all precinct chairs in Harris County. That was she sees that this the support was not there. You know, there's going to be a whole lot of um, there's going to be a whole lot of hang ringing right now. So that that is yeah, what's going fact, to be I'm going on going forward. I'm, um, I'm glad you said that because the steering committee, in fact, was a little bit even to the right of the larger precinct executive um, right. electorate. So even in that environment, she lost. And then still she criticizes them. She should have. She was and she was on the call lurking. Her name was her, her I name. Saw, was on I saw call. her name on it. Yeah lurking and you know she could have come on and thanked everyone for being a volunteer hey i respect your views thank you but she had to make up some story like um folks are being paid or something if only no she could have come on to the meeting and said uh, i think there's a misunderstanding here uh sure. why don't you contact my office and we'll talk about this a bit further but instead to tell the chronicle that the reason the vast majority of precinct chairs there spoke out vociferously against that all that she represents for Harris County. That says much. So voters, we are currently in the early vote period. Uh, make sure and make the right, the correct. The appro- oh, well, that's, the, hear me. I, I'm mixing up uh, local politics and state, I mean, uh, and what's occurring in March. In March, make sure when you go to the polls, that you vote, like I constantly tell everybody, vote your interests. Be educated on what these people represent and how what they do affect you. And this goes not only locally, this goes statewide, this goes national. But anyway, before we get, uh, we started and jumped right into that uh, resolutions committee meeting with the Democratic Party. Let's go ahead and start the show by stating the following. Today's program is titled GOP Staffer, a vote for Biden saves our democracy. So says a GOP staffer. Aquino on runoffs. Well, Aquino is going to talk runoff. We just happened to start out today with a resolutions committee meeting. We went a little bit off wire there, but something that needed to be said. And then, of course, Panama, my home country. First of all, to all the haters out there, 
I am a naturalized American citizen for several decades and have participated in our body politic from my inception into this country. So I am a bona fide American of now Panamanian descent. So I am a, 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 just like there are Americans of every other descent, we are all of some other descent. I'm one of Panamanian descent. And I was so proud. I was about to have two shows, one in Spanish and one in English, covering the ruckus that was happening in Panama. Because the people, Neil, were all over the streets because a Canadian company that began mining in Panama for copper in, I think it was 97. They did, Panama has beautiful, and it's an environmental country. It's a country where its natural resources is one of its largest assets. And I mean, we're talking about the rainforest. We're talking about mountains. We're talking about clean rivers, all these things. And here comes a company that starts to strip mine. And in the process of strip mining, they dirty up uh, uh, some of our rivers that's going to take 200 years to repair. Okay, 200 years to repair. So the people started to protest. And what did our president do? And, and several of the diputados, they signed a 20-year contract with a whole lot of tax breaks, of just a few dollars for the country and probably kickbacks for all the politicians, and said that it was final. It was final. Well, the people were in the streets for months. Let me tell you what's funny. You even had people get killed. There is an American expatriate, American who was born on the Canal Zone, who decided to stay in Panama after the Panama Canal Treaty. He shot and killed two Panamanians because they were protesting and closing down streets to make sure that this mine doesn't uh, continue. Well, with all of that that's happening, the Supreme Court finally said, I guess we need to bring order to the country. And they voted. And they said that the, the contract that was signed with the Canadian company was unconstitutional. It's not very often that a Latin American country, that a South American country, that an Asian country, that an African country beats out a huge, a huge company, a mining company or some company extracting your resources. And we saying we don't care about you extracting the re these resources. We love nature the way it is. So, Neil, it, uh, what the Panamanians have showed is that what, what many of our progressive Democrats are doing here in the United States of America can work. Your thoughts? Did you get me, Neil? It's, uh, it's, it's great to see that. I'm reading, I'm reading the Associated Press. Yeah, go ahead, Neil. I, th I, I think we're having some delay. Okay, yeah, we have a delay. Okay, yes, um, it, it, it's it's a hell of a win. I'm reading the. Yeah. Um, I'm reading. I'm reading the story, uh, the Associated Press story, and it it it, it f focuses on the, the 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 grassroots activism in Panama that 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 led to the win. So it's it's a hell of a thing. 
Yeah, it, it, it is great. Um, uh, folks, uh, with, uh, somehow we're working with sort of a delay right now with Neil. So if you get a little break, you know why. But anyway, it seems like we have Johnny on the line. Come on in, Johnny, and then we'll take it on the other side. Okay, uh, one simple question. You confused me a little bit earlier when you mentioned 5,000 people showing up. So the, first, the questions in my mind was, number one, if 5,000 people show up, a significant percentage of whom might not be Democratic voters but Republican Party operatives who are there to pass a vote that does something to disfavor the Democrats, is that what happens, or am I totally wrong? Uh, no, we didn't. I, I, I don't. I don't know where the five thousand number came from. It's a, it was a hundred and something people in the meeting last night. Neil, am I correct? Uh, yeah, one, one. I think the peak was one twenty-seven. One twenty-seven. Okay. There, there was one point in the meeting that I actually saw <clears throat> about a hundred and thirty-five in the meeting, and that is huge for a for a meeting like that. So um, that, that was a huge thing, Johnny. Anyway, what else is up, Johnny? That was my only concern. I just wanted to be sure that if five times the amount of people show up above normal, that it, that it can be explained away by maybe people aggravated at the Republican Party and wanting to strengthen the Democratic Party somehow, or that it's not a bunch of Republicans wanting to show up because they got a signal, an email, to show up at this Democratic meeting and cast votes that favor. I got you. Democrat, uh, I got you. Let me let me assure you that I looked through the list, the Zoom list, as I as uh, I looked at the participant list, and I knew most of the people in that meeting, and all of them weren't as progressives as myself or as progressive as Neil. But I I, I know most of those people in the uh, thing. And Neil, I pretty much think that you can speak to that as well. Okay, I'm satisfied. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the case. That that is the case. Only members of the committee could vote. Only members. And so the voters were all Democratic. Only members of that committee could vote. Yeah. So any anyhow, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Neil to do one thing for me. Neil, uh, come out and come back in, because I think that delay is larger than it really needs to be. And while you come out and come in, I want to uh, tell folks to go ahead and give us a call at seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Again, that number is seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Remember, this is your show. Yes. I always come prepared with all the topics to take up a full hour, but uh, even as I come with topics to take up the full hour, I always prefer to have what you want to talk about. And the reason why is that all my topics are, are sent out every morning at five in the morning with our newsletter, politicsunright.com slash newsletter. If you're signed up, you'll get a, a letter every morning with what uh, the show is going to be about and with the particular videos that are associated with the show as well so that we don't necessarily have to do the videos on air if you want to talk about something else. So give us a call, 713-526-5738. I want to also address, I think it was called a caller two days ago, Carlos. Uh, I haven't yet done my research on all that has to do with the new immigration law from the and it, this sounds funny. 
no state governor should be passing any kind of immigration law. But we did. We I mean, immigration is a national issue. But somehow our governor decided that we had to pass some sort of an immigration law. I want to learn all the implications of it. I know it tacitly, but I want to learn all the implications of it before I come to you. So, Carlos, uh, I'll probably have that either tomorrow or Monday for you. Anyway, 713-526-5738. Give us a call right now, but I want to start now with the GOP staffer. I don't know if you remember Cassidy Hutchinson. Cassidy Hutchinson was that 20-something years old young lady who happened to be the chief of staff for the president's McDonald, the, the president's uh, chief of staff. And uh, she, her ears was everywhere. And she saw a lot of the fraud that was occurring in the White House, which she wrote a book and she started to talk about it. Well, she also understood that we were on the brink of a successful coup in America. Yes, America almost had a successful coup. And now we're learning other things. We're learning that President, that Vice President, uh, the, President Pence wanted to have nothing to do with the coup. Mm -hmm. And he was even thinking not to go and execute, execute his duty as Vice President and President of the Senate to count the votes. He was going to forego that. And what that meant is that uh, the, 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 the senator from, I don't remember, Grassley, Grassley would have been in charge of running the vote. And it seems like Grassley was a part of the planning as well. And in he's fact, like now there's audio. Go ahead. No, he's like 88. Yeah, yeah, he's awful. I just, I just want to get it in there. He's he's been there forever, yeah. and we've heard he's a moderate, and he was ready to undo the country. He was a part. In fact, he told and uh, you know uh, Chris Hayes and some others said you know they didn't quite understand why uh, before January six that Grassley was saying he may be the one conducting the uh, the, the vote count, and they were like, "That's Mike Pence is going to do that." And we, they, nobody knew exactly what was going on behind the scenes. There was an official coup. And now, as it turns out, uh, there are other reporting from the Common Dreams that talk about Ted, Ted Cruz's role as well. This thing is a lot deeper than many thought it was or think it is or think it was, thought it was. It's much deeper. And to some, many people want to just stuff it under the rug. It's something we got through it. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to bring it up again. But the cancer of the coup that was attempted covered the Senate, the House, and the executive, folks. Mm -hmm. And maybe the Supreme Court with, uh, with Clarence Thomas as well, his wife was an integral part of that planning. So let's be clear here. We are still on the brink. And Cassidy Hutchison heard it all, or heard it many, I should say. But anyhow, let's listen to this little piece I did last night with Cassidy. It, it, it has to do with what Lawrence Thomas thinks. Let me, let me remind you, grown men, grown men 
had uh, Eric Hayes, welcome to Politics Done Right. The misinformation that you said I am given, it's all documented, sir. You can read about it. You can read about it in several books that were written, including the vice president's book. You can read about it in Young's book. You can read about it in Cassidy Hutchison books. And these things were spoken to. Uh, Liz Cheney has a new book out that talks about it. And these things were all discussed under oath. So, uh, no, the misinformation comes from the right. Let's go ahead and listen to Miss Cassidy right now. Lawrence O'Donnell sure did a good job of showing that all the sycophants, grown men, and some women who work for Donald Trump, their sycophancy puts them uh, puts Trump ahead of America's democracy. But it took a twenty-something-year-old young woman to really have the prescient statement. What do we need to do in these next few months? to save our democracy. And it sure means not electing Donald Trump. Take a listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. If I thought it would make a difference, I'd be more willing to do it. But you're taking a lot of financial risks and I haven't seen any evidence it really matters. Those words were spoken by someone quoted in a Washington Post article yesterday about former Trump White House and Trump administration officials who know Donald Trump should not be president again. Some of them, like Trump's second White House chief of staff, John Kelly, allowed their names to be used opposing Donald Trump's election. But many of them were afraid to allow their names to become public, like the man I just quoted. And we know he's a man because The Washington Post referred to him that way. Another prominent former official said he was debating whether speaking out would lead to clients dropping him. Clients. That means he's a lawyer or a lobbyist or both. And that means those clients very likely provide him with an income in the millions of dollars, an income that for him is apparently more important than his conscience or his sense of duty. Cassidy Hutchinson is 26 years old and has no clients to lose. She was 25 years old when she decided to do what the unnamed sources in the Washington Post are afraid of doing. Tell the truth about Donald Trump and her boss, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, to the January 6th committee. She has told the story of how she became the star witness against Donald Trump in her best-selling book titled Enough. Here's what Cassie Hutchinson said last night to Jen Psaki about the rich men who served in the Trump White House who know that Donald Trump should never be president again, but for whom nothing Donald Trump says or does to destroy the Constitution is enough to provoke them to come forward and publicly tell the truth about Donald Trump. I think about and the Washington Post put out a good story today about that, Jen. And there's a there are a few particular quotes that stuck out to me. But towards the last half of the article, there were former Trump aides, anonymous former Trump aides. But I will point out that they were given masculine pronouns. Mm. So namely, primarily men who were 
speaking with the Washington Post mm -hmm. anonymously about how they might want to speak out if he is the nominee or they don't think it's worth speaking out because they'll lose clients. Mm -hmm. And what I'll say to them, you know, I, I do understand a fear of retribution. I do fear backlash. I, I do understand their fear of, of backlash. But when we think about this next election in 2024, I don't like to play a doomsday hypothesis, mm -hmm. but it does look like he is going to be the Republican nominee mm -hmm. as of right now. If Donald Trump is elected president again in 2024, I do fear that it will be the last election where we're voting for democracy because if he is elected again, I don't think that we'll be voting under the same constitution that we would be if we are vote if Joe Biden is elected in 2024. I will say my door is completely shut to voting for Donald Trump and the only reason that I will not endorse a candidate right now is because I still am hopeful that Donald Trump does not end up being the nominee next year. I think our country will be in a much better place overall, not just for myself, but the ticket and the future of our country will be. But what I will say too, though, is I think everybody should vote for Joe Biden if they want our democracy to survive. Cassidy Hutchinson, she's no progressive. She's no Democrat. She's no liberal. She is a very conservative woman who still believes in the tenets of republicanism, old republicanism. Well, not old, Reagan-type republicanism, a uh, type of republicanism that I am anathema towards. I mean, but above and beyond all of that, she saw the reality, country first, democracy first. Something that grown men that one would believe could have the courage to say, I am not going to go that, go through that rabbit hole that takes us into fascism where I myself, these grown men would suffer as well. Will it turn out that the people who save our democracy are the ones that we least would have ever expected to save it? Let's see. Christy, will those be the ones who save our democracy? Before I ask Neil to comment on the piece, I want to invite everybody to call in right now. Let's talk about this subject or any subject you want to talk about before we move on. 713. 526-5738. Please don't wait till the end of the show to call because by then we're rushing you and we never want to do that. So please give us a call. 713-526-5738. All lines are open. I repeat, all lines are open so you'll be taken care of rather quickly. Once again, 713-526-5738. Neil, your thoughts. I'll be brief. I know we have a delay this morning. Um, that point you're making that we don't know who will show up um, and you, we don't know who the heroes would be. That's that's a democracy is the right person. Uh, so, so true. So, I mean, I, I, I was very proud to listen to um, to Cassidy. And like I said, Cassidy's uh, uh, ideology is completely different than uh, what what I stand for, and I'm pretty sure what you stand for. 
But the one thing that she is, is she is an American. She is a good American. And she has her own ideology, but she understands that first and foremost is our democracy. First and foremost is our democracy. And if you get anybody who says that, again, that the reason we have multi-party here, mostly two, but, you know, several parties, is because we all have different uh, things that, you know, different ideologies that we follow. The idea, though, is that the one tenet we all believe in is uh, the Constitution, however flawed, and our democracy. Your thoughts on that? Let's come on in, Neil. Right. Absolutely. It's 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 clear that the threat is directly in front of us. It's 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 clear as day, and and people are going to have to decide to act. And Miss Miss Hutchinson's right. It may come with risk. It may come with career risk, personal risk, and it, it may in time come with physical risk. Yeah. Well, that 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 is the same. Let's go ahead and bring Harry into the conversation. And folks, don't forget seven one three. 526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Please don't wait till the end of the show to call. Come on in, Harry. Buenos dias, hermano Alberto Willis. Well, um, this frightens me, and I've said these things on Steve's show, you talk, when he talked about Donald Trump getting becoming the nominee. That woman, uh, Hutchinson, is absolutely correct. You know, I'm scared um, because, you know, we have laws in this country and I've, you know, been hearing these things and reading stuff with how these judges don't want to get, they'll say there's not enough evidence as far as the presidency is concerned with Donald Trump's seditious act that he did on January 6th and then the documents he stole from the FBI uh, or when the FBI investigated and took down the Mar-a-Lago, the people's uh, property, and um, he could be taken off the uh, ballot. So he cannot be the nominee. And there's something wrong with our system if he's not held accountable for that. That scares me. And then uh, the other thing that scares me, too, I was listening to Ari Artisan the whole hour and the first half hours, and he's been talking about these kinds of things. He's been talking about how our democracy is in peril. It's in danger because APAC wants to spend a whole bunch of money to stop progressives, <laughs> to seat progressives in the Democratic Party and replace them with more conservative uh, centrists. Democrats. That scares me too, because that's undermining our democracy. And she was also commenting on Hakeem uh, Jeffries taking money from uh, APEC. And she's like, how can you do that when APEC tried to over... They were for uh, with Donald Trump want to overturn the 2020 election. So there's a lot of stuff out there that frightens me. And we as people have to get the right sources and we have to vote. We have to fight these people and get the right people now, in office so our democracy doesn't go away. Now, Harry, I want to I want I want you to consider stopping using a word or two words frightens me. And okay. let me tell you what I mean by that. I am not frightened okay. at all. And I would hope to impart on everybody that I'm listening, that's listening to my voice, that's listening to Neil, that's listening to Jack, that's listening to you. I'll impart on everyone. Wow. Do not be frightened wow. of anything. Act. Okay. Act. In other words, there are more of us who believe in democracy. There, and by the way, 
I don't want Donald Trump. I'm, I know there are a lot of people that want Donald Trump off of the ballot. I don't want Donald Trump off of the ballot. I want Donald Trump on the ballot. I want Donald Trump and all his cronies, all the Congress people, all the senators that are Trumpians. I want them on the ballot. But I tell you what else I want. I want the American people like you, like Neil, like Jack, like everybody else. I want you all to do your duty. This is a, the United States of America. We, pur we purport to be a democracy. We purport to be a country with one person, one vote. We purport to be so much more intelligent and advanced than many other countries. It is time that we act like it. The rest of the world seeing us take Donald Trump off of the ballot so that he doesn't win says very little about anyone having trust in America. You want people to have trust in America again? Because right now they don't. A little country like the country I am from think America is a joke, a rich joke. I repeat, a very, very rich joke. You remember the Beverly Hills hillbillies? They were rich, but they were jokes. Yeah. And right now, that's the way the rest of the world sees America. And until we get Donald Trump on the ballot and all Donald Trump cronies on the ballot and give him a voter's whipping that shows America is back, we will never be back. So my brother, Harry, I love you. I don't want you to ever use that word. You're frightened again, my brother. And I want Neil to respond to this. Okay. Hold on, Harry. Okay, Let's well, Neil respond. Say, Neil, uh, hold on, well. Harry. Okay, Neil, go ahead. Um, um, okay, we're going to have to act. Uh, we saw citizen democracy yesterday at the resolutions committee uh, against even we, you know, other we've talked about local agents and concerned about retribution, and we are we are really gonna it's really going to us and not a political class. It's, it's really going to be up to us, and the issues are right clear as day in front of us. Thank you, Neil. Harry, come on in. What I was going to say is, uh, I, uh, what fright, well, I should, like you said, don't use that word, but when I hear Arnie Arneson talking that way and I hear other people talking that way, what they're worried about is if Trump were to get back in the office, more damage he can do. And that's, that's what they're frightened of. And I'm frightened, you know, I'm frightened when I hear them talk that way, I'm frightened as our system still going to work. And I believe I follow your line of thinking. I believe as Americans, we should do our duty. Now I, like I've said on your show and on you talk, vote your conscience, get, get, the, your intelligent sources so you can make intelligent votes. Um, and I just want Donald Trump to be held accountable for what he did um, with the uh, trying to overturn the election and people getting killed in that and losing loved ones. And I also want him to be held accountable for um, the uh, taking the um, government's property. I want and then try and and I think uh, was it, I think it's in Georgia where he tried to uh, he and his uh, lawyers tried to um, uh, say that the uh, ballot counting in Georgia during the 2020 election was bogus. And I want him to be held accountable for all those things. And I want him to um, have to go to trial, be put through the process, and be convicted and uh, go to, and go to prison because we all know a lot of the, 
A lot of people have been saying is he he's just running from office again to try to stay out of prison. That's exactly right. And Harry, they're, uh, the DAs are doing their jobs. The DAs are doing their jobs. It's time for the politicians yeah. to do theirs. And it's time for the people to do theirs. In yeah. the chat, it's funny because I have Eric Hayes, who's a bona fide right winger. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But he, he, his countenance, right, his statement right now is that, yes, uh, the, uh, that our current administration is a joke. No. Our current administration, in as much as I disagree with their Israeli policy, has actually restored a lot of hope to the rest of the country. I mean, to, to the rest of the world. And what the rest of the world is fearing right now is that what happened in 2016 happens again. They are, they, the rest of the world are concerned that we as American citizens will actually bring a Trump, and not only Trump, but somebody like Trump back into office. We are the bastions of democracy. But Harry, let me tell you something. And folks, excuse me because I mm -hmm. have a bad head cold. I want to tell you something, uh, Harry. If we vote Donald Trump back, uh, let, me, let me finish, Harry. If we vote Donald Trump back into office, we deserve Donald Trump back into office. And it may be the time that I do use my dual citizenship. Because I tell you something, sir, um, Donald Trump, as uh, president of the United States, not only unqualified, but uh, no different than a mobster. Anything else before I move back on to Janet, uh, Harry? Um, just that people, you know, uh, like I said, get your sources um, that you have to get and get out there and vote. This election is important. If you like, I've said about Sheila Jackson Lee. If you want Sheila Jackson Lee in office, um, uh, people, you gotta get out there and vote for her. If you if you want her instead of Whitmer, if you, I know she's failing, but you guys can make a you people who want her. If you can make a difference, get out there and vote. That's what you gotta do. Thank and you, brother. As Howard says, uh, vote these. We got to vote the rats out, and we got to get more progressives in there, so um, hey. we can have uh, a more freer American society. And, and, hey, and thank to help you, all, not just a segment of people. Thank you, I'm Harry. I heard you channel. I heard you channeling uh, Howard there. Thank you very much. Anyway, come on in, Johnny again. Hey, was that me you just asked for? Yeah, you're on, Johnny. Yeah, you are 110% correct. The very last thing we should do, and we're entitled to our private feelings, keep them private. But when we deal in public, when we discourse, never, ever use the words, I'm frightened or I'm scared, like some woman did to Tom Hartman a month or two ago. That transmits weakness. It invites more terror from the other side of the aisle. Never use those words. Don't forget, we outnumbered them. We outnumber them. Don't forget that. Alberto, you're 110% correct. That's all I've got to say. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, anyway, folks, the phone lines are wide open. You know, Neil, uh, the last several days, where were phone lines were blowing up? I don't know if it's my choice of topics, but today we had two calls. We'll see if we get some more. The phones are wide open. We have a lot of callers on the streams and a lot of caller, I mean, a lot of listeners on the stream. And I know by ear. 
Somebody, we are waiting on your calls to see if you want to change the subject before I move on. 713-526-5738. We're honored to have Neil Aquino again. Neil, tell us a little about the um, the runoffs here in Houston, Texas. Great. And you can read my coverage of the runoffs in the Houston Democracy Project, the Houston Democracy Project. If you Google it, it'll come up. There's a daily blog, and I'm working to an organize, inspire, and strengthen pro-democracy Houston and Harris County. John, I, I know there's a delay, and I excuse, excuse that, and I appreciate the audience's forbearance. The runoffs are going on. Early voting runs through the 2nd of December, Saturday. Election Day is a week later um, on December 9th, a Saturday. Turnout was just 17%, if you can imagine, uh, in the first round. And let me tell you, um, Republican victories are possible all the way the four rollers race where there's a Democrat running against a Republican. These Republicans are running hard. They're being supported by the Harris County Republican Party. These elections are not nonpartisan, no matter what anyone tells you. And you need, it really makes a difference to share with your friend, your family, your workmate, um, that these elections are going on and we, and we need to prevail. <clears throat> I have a, a message for all Houstonians. You know, um, that recently um, we, we've been hearing throughout the country how all these cities have been flipping. In other words, they've been going from Republican to Democrats. And that is because, as it turns out, people are waking up to the Republican uh, leadership fraud. And notice I said Republican leadership fraud, not my Republican brothers and sisters, but Republican leadership fraud. The Republican Party is a is basically a fraud. Now, that said, um, it would be ironic if the fourth largest city in the country, because of voter apathy, because we think, well, Houston is a progressive city. Houston mm-hmm. is a democratic city. It's a city where, because of that low turnout, anything can happen. If Whitmire wins uh, with a large margin over Sheila Jackson Lee, it is almost a foregone conclusion that all the Democrat at large positions will be lost. Because the only way Whitmire wins with a, with a large margin is because. Uh, he gets he will be getting the Republican vote. I repeat, Whitmire is going to get all the Republican vote in Harris County. And while that may be 35, 40 percent in a low turnout election, that is a winning percentage. So therefore, if you want, uh, again, a, a, a turnout for a, a high turnout for Whitmire is equivalent to a clean sweep. I guarantee you a clean sweep of all at-large positions going Republican in the county, in the, in, in the city. And let me tell you what, that, what the headlines are going to look like the day after. Mm-hmm. The day after the headlines would look, Republican partisans take over fourth largest city, fourth largest city in the country and the largest progressive city in the South. Think about how you will feel if you know that the right-wing extremists have taken over the city. 
because of voter apathy, because you don't think your vote matters, because you don't think any particular Democrat that is running in this race is good enough. You know, we better grow up, folk. Every single Houstonian should be out there voting appropriately. And as far as I am concerned, I will be voting a straight Democratic ticket starting from Sheila Jackson Lee to uh, Plummer to uh, Hollins. And, And the reason why young, progressive, diverse. That is what we're looking for in a city. We're not looking for fraud. We're not looking for corporate control. We're looking for what's right. And as I'm speaking, Neil, you may want to add something to that. I know that you speak some about this at the Voter Project, the Houston, the Houston, uh, I'm losing my mind, Houston, uh, your Houston Democracy Project. Houston Democracy. Uh, I just say all, all you need to do is just look up the road to the Cypress Fairbanks Cy Fair Independent School District, where you have an extremely diverse electorate. Folks are not coming to vote, and it's a six-one right-wing majority, um, and that's the third largest school district in Texas. And uh, love to have callers and talk about it. Don't 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 want to you know uh, make make the point that's evident. Um, and, 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 and beating anyone over the head, but this, this stuff is, is so, so important. And, and I understand why people get down and I feel down sometimes myself, but, um, in that side fair school district, they've got a strong, strong conservative school district, and it didn't have to be that way. Okay. looks like we have a line. Line four is on, on, on right now. Line four, who am I speaking to? Uh, line four is on red. Uh, everybody say hello. That's online. We have lines up. Everybody say hello. Hello. Okay. I don't. Yes. Who am I speaking to? This Kurt. Come on in, Kurt. Talk to me. Hey, how you doing, Alberto? Alberto? I am doing fine. Uh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. My thing is, is that I see I'm I'm watching how the the Harris County uh, Republicans are working. Now it was a while um, for for the last session we were, we all was able to vote for the mayor. Now they 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 redistricted a, a water some about the water, and then now we can't vote for the mayor. That don't make sense because. We got a we got Houston uh, uh, zip code, and we've been and every every I've been voting for the mayors ever since you know I've been in Texas, and it's and uh, now all of a sudden they're telling us we can't vote. So they 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 knew what they were doing. It's actually kind of like Jerry, man. They taking our vote away from us, and that was okay. Let me ask you. Let me ask you something because. Uh, did you move or are or, or, or you in a different apartment or a house? What, where are you at, Kurt? Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm, in a, I'm off of 1960 in uh, Ella Boulevard. And, uh, Let me tell I'm you what happened. Voted. 
Did you move though? Did you did you recently move? No, I'm still there. And you said at one time you could vote for mayor, and this time you cannot. I have voted for. I have voted in every mayor election, and and when we went in the other day, they said that, uh, and it's still Houston. You know what I mean? Seven seven zero nine zero, and they said that we couldn't. Uh, we could only vote for, you know, uh, whatever they had going on. They, they wasn't, but we couldn't vote for the mayor. Yeah. Okay, Kurt, I, I have a question. Kurt, what you're telling me is concerning. and I, I want to verify this. So I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. If you, if you're, if you're, if you feel comfortable enough, drop me an email to KPFT at politicsdoneright.com with your address. I want to investigate this. I want to make sure that there's not some sort of a shenanigan that occurred there. So send me an email, kpft at politicsdoneright.com with your address, and I want to do some checking on that. Okay, but our lines are filled up. I got to run and do them real quickly. So everybody that's coming on now, you only got 35 seconds. So let's start with Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Morning, mi hermano. How are you? I'm doing fine, Edmana. Talk to me, my brother. Sorry that I only can give you 30 seconds. Yes. Listen, the fight in the city been going on very, very long time. To, to what? Because I've been following what's happening in the city long time since I moved to Houston. I came out of the army. I, I moved to Houston. I saw what was happening. And the Republicans been getting together long, long time. And then when they received the golpe of Lina Hidalgo, they become more aggressive because they realize right. what was happening. And now right. they got, you know, Mattress Mark and, and people like that attacking the county, <coughs> trying to get right. rid of Lina Hidalgo. They don't want no more Democrats for mayor. And this been going on a long, long time, hermano. Emmanuel. Er, Emmanuel, muchísimas gracias. Tengo que irme, pero oíste lo que conseguiste. I mean, oí lo que dijiste. Thank you, brother. Let's go to Derek. Uh, come on in, Derek. 30 seconds, Derek. Yes, I hope you do uh, listen to uh, what Kirk is saying because it is interesting right there in the 1960 corridor because I stay like in the Klein area, uh, uh, right. uh, school district but I'm wondering what school district runs right there where he does 1960. You know what? It's all D. So that's, right. Well, that's Derek, let me, I, I get you. I understand that. That's why I want him to send the address so I can do some research. Thank you, Derek. I need to go to, I, I need to go to tag real quick. Thank you, brother. Tag, come on in real quick. Hey, Egberto. I wanted to yes, say sir. that I think voters are getting somewhat complacent, right? Complacent. In the yes, elections. sir. Yes, you're correct. Um, I think that you can you can kind of apply Maslow's um, to the the voters and and see that the the bottom rungs of the the pyramid have been filled and people just take that for granted anymore and they're they're uh, it's a higher actuation that um, that people uh, respond to. So that's what I want to say real real quickly. If you apply Thank Maslow's, you, to the, we'll see a lot more what's going on. Thanks. Have a good day. Up. I appreciate your tag. Bart, come on in. You got 30 seconds. Yes, sir. We do want a Democrat for the mayor. The Democrat we want is Whitmire. Everybody vote for Whitmire, Orlando Sanchez, and Tony Busby. 
Remember those names when you go in, pull that lever. Thank you, Bart. You have a wonderful day, my brother. And folks, remember what uh, who I said I'm voting for. I said I am voting for Mayor Sheila Jackson Lee, uh, Controller uh, Hollins, and definitely not Sanchez. Everybody knows Sanchez history. Give me a quick closer, uh, Neil. Uh, great. You can uh, see coverage of this on the Houston Democracy Project. Please talk to your friends, family. This is a low turnout vote, and you can make you can make a difference. It's important that we do and not have those national headlines that Berto's talking about. Thank you for the privilege All of right, being so let's, Look, I, I, I real, uh, let's go, Jack. Give me a 30-second closer, Jack. Well, um, kind of caught me off guard there. I thought I had something I know, because, say, but, hey, your, those phones had you going like crazy, Jack. I saw that. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, yeah. They lit up at the end. Uh, all I can say well, is, you know, I'll, par I'll parrot Howard. Get out and vote these people out. Vote your conscience. Vote in somebody that's going to be stable and not trying to get in your hip pocket every time. Thank you, my brother. Look, I want to thank all the callers. I want to thank all the listeners. I want to thank my brother here, Neil Aquino, for getting up early in the morning to give us some of his wisdom. Please check out his Houston Democracy Project. It's a website, one of the websites that we should be listening to and watching on a daily basis. I want to thank Texas Blue Bonnet, who's with us right now. Alistair Waters, who's with us right now. Eric Hayes who's with us right now. All of you all make this show what it is. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Ren, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.